Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Head over to Australia now. Our man on the ground, former Black Caps fast bowler Hamish Bennett. Hamish, thanks so much for joining us tonight. How's the Queensland life treating you? Uh, yeah, I mean, evening, Frankie. Um... Yeah, it's very good. The weather's been good. A bit of rain this morning, but it's obviously cleared up, so hoping you can stay away for tonight. So it's, it's been a good day. Everyone loves Melbourne Cup. Not only the people in Melbourne, but it seems it is the race that stops the nation. I can tell you that firsthand. How good. Did you manage to line your pockets as well today? <clears throat> nah, nah, I didn't line the pockets. I've lined the stomach um, and, the, and the liver, but I haven't lined the pockets, unfortunately. Uh, disappointing. Well, I'm pleased to hear that the weather is staying dry, though. That's the main thing. Let's talk Black Caps. Have you liked what you've seen so far from this uh, this Black Caps side? Oh, I have, yeah. I mean, there's been a massive talking point in Australia just about, um, I think they're a big favourite. Um, obviously, Australia, a lot of people that have talked to me in cricket circles are just amazed at, I guess, the freedom that they play with and how they've come out just being aggressive and um, just have had just that mindset to continue being aggressive the whole way through where, just haven't feared getting out or feared just losing wickets, to be honest. Um, they've been pretty impressive and making a lot of headway here with the Australian public. Yeah, do you think that's that's pretty different to back home, isn't it? I think we've got people who are you know, pretty quick to criticise this side as soon as there's the odd wobble or two. But actually, we, we have to recognise this is a pretty good time to be a Black Caps fan, isn't it? Oh, it's a great time. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're pretty easy to criticise the Australian team over here as well. So... <laughs> I think it's more just the, um, you know, it's, it's it's the sport you love and it's the nation you love, so it's it's easy to criticise. But um, I think, yeah, to be honest, the Aussies there, um, there's a lot of New Zealand fans in Australia for tonight. I can tell you that much. They are they are relying on New Zealand big time tonight. Obviously, if England get up, then that puts Australia out. So um, there'll be a lot of Kiwi fans um, that have got Australian passports tonight. That's for sure. Ah, that's what I like to hear. Now, two, two men at the top of the order, Finn Allen, Devin Conway, they, they've been incredible, and they're such a huge part of this Black Caps lineup. You've played with them both, and, and I just want to talk about Finn Allen first. Is he as unflappable as he seems? Uh, yeah, he is, yeah. I mean, he just um, he just goes about his business. I mean, he just enjoys, you know, as a character, he just enjoys chilling out and relaxing, and nothing seems to sort of stress him out too much, and he's... It's, it's quite funny, a lot of people, Aussies are told him he's a smart cricketer, but I sort of laughed at that, not because Finn's dumb, but he just got one way of playing and he just backs his ability and backs his way he plays, and I think that's his greatest strength. He, he just shows if you believe in the style of cricket you play and you back yourself enough, it's, it's going to come off, and that's what we've seen throughout this tournament, well, especially in game one anyway. And The way that he got out against Sri Lanka, I mean, he won't care about that. It was the right option. He'll just think he missed the ball, and that's what he did. That's what he did, so... He won't be taking a backwards step tonight, that's for sure. That's what I like to hear. Now this Conway-Allen partnership, it's been a, a really successful one for Wellington <coughs> for, for a number of years now. And I'm guessing you're not shocked to see them both being successful at the international level. But but what is it that make, makes Stephen Conway just so good? I mean, he has taken to international cricket like a duck to water. Um, oh, it's the mental side of it, Frankie. I mean, you watch them bat tonight and you watch when Finn gets out and see what score Deb's on. He'll be on run a ball. He knows that Finn wants to face the majority of the bowling. He knows Finn wants to take it to the attack. And Devin just doesn't have an ego. He just puts his ego to the side and he knows that he needs to give the strike to Finn while Finn's in. 
and it gives a chance for, for Devon to get in there. And once Finn gets out, then Devon knows that he can accelerate the run rate and knows what a good, good total is going to be and knows how to get the side there. That's basically was our recipe for Wellington, really, was Finn goes out and smokes it. Dev, you get him on strike as much as possible. Once Finn gets out, then you take over. And it's sort of been no different at the international level with, with um, both them opening. So it's just his mental side of the game. And I've said it to numerous people. I've seen him take, you know, 45, 50 balls to get from 105 to 110 because he wasn't willing to change his game plan. Just has such a high price on his wicket and just knows the conditions and can just sum up stuff really quickly. So just think it's one of those things that's hard to train, you know, as, as the mental side of the game. But he's... Um, he's He's pretty um, well-skilled in that area. Yeah, he's pretty classy, that's for sure. Now, do you think this is our, this is our number one lineup? Do you think that from, from this point onwards in the tournament, for as far as the Black Caps are going to progress, that, that this is the 11 we're going to continue seeing? And, and maybe is there a little bit of surprise or, or disappointment, perhaps, that, that Michael Bracewell didn't get the nod, especially after his efforts down here in Christchurch in the, in the Tri-Series recently completed? Um, oh, look, I mean, personally, I obviously love to see Braces play with, obviously, the connection I've got with Mike, seeing him move and succeed in Wellington and now represent New Zealand. It'd be great to see him play. But you can see why, I mean, you know, those guys have been the incumbents. They've done it for a long time. Um, so you can see why New Zealand selectors choose to go that way. Um, and I think if we're having discussions like that, it's a really positive thing about New Zealand cricket, discussing about people who should be in the team against people who have been playing for a long time and have done really, really well. So... I think we're in a really fortunate position. Um, I think maybe I haven't seen the conditions tonight because um, obviously I've been um, socialising with the Melbourne Cup, so I haven't seen any of the cricket because um, Australians don't care about anyone else apart from when they're playing. So I haven't seen what the conditions are like. But, I mean, if they're bouncy and pacey, I, I wouldn't mind seeing someone like Milne come in, um, especially I don't think there's any opportunities playing Perth, but if there was any more opportunities for New Zealand playing Perth, I think. Milne would have to come into the team. That's my only probably change, really. If, if, if conditions suit for us to go for the extra quicker, I'd like to see that. Yeah, well, there there was a game there uh, last night, actually, and uh, remarked that it was just a little bit of a slower surface than normal that you'd see at the Gabba. Normally, it's, um, I mean, there's pace, there's bounce. It's a little bit of a batter's paradise when it comes to white ball cricket as well. Afghanistan playing at the moment, they only made 144 for eight. Sri Lanka in the chase are 120 for three with four and a half overs to go. But it was thought that spinners might possibly dominate the game. If that is the case, which team do you give the edge to? Is it New Zealand spinners or, or the English lads? Um, well, it's not going to be a very good game to watch. We're going to watch spin bowl, is it? That's not what oh, I'm going oh don't be like that, Benny. <laughs> that's, that's not what I've got you on for. Um, oh... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know, it's both, both pretty quality spinners. Probably just look back at it at, of the batters and how the batters are going to choose to play the spinners. That's probably the biggest way of looking at who's going to come out tonight is the mindset. I know, depending on when the English spinners come on and who's batting, if you've got so, still got Finn at the crease, then he's obviously going to take them head on. They could have a bad night. And same when we choose to bowl Satner and, and Sodi. Um, you know, depending on who's batting, left or right hand, who takes them on. I think there's probably not much between the spin lineup. It's going to be depend on the mindset of the English and New Zealand batters, um, depending on the situation of the game. OK, well, I know you love to talk bowling, and I've had my fun bringing the spinners into this chat. Let's talk about the pace bowlers, because they really, across the board, have been pretty outstanding so far throughout this T20 World Cup. Have you actually enjoyed seeing the, the ball dominate the bat a little bit more often than probably we're used to seeing? I'd love to see every game in Perth. 
Um, <laughs> what, a venue, what a venue that's been um, watching in Perth. I think obviously hasn't been great weather in Australia for Australian standards. Um, and that's what's probably brought the ball back into the game with the more being obviously quite humid. Um, Australia as a country, so with all the rain around, they're getting a bit of sun out, getting the humidity up, obviously gets a bit of swing, a bit of shape going. So it's been great to see. I mean, Perth, I mean, I would love to go on a time machine, take me back to my prime and get me a one-way ticket to Perth and bowl on that wicket. I mean, that is just some of the best viewing you can, you can ever see. So um, I think it's been great. I think it's just the change. I mean, I, I love to see 230 and 240 and teams post big scores, but you don't want to see it regularly. You want to see the conditions play their part, and some of the subcontinent teams have struggled batting-wise with the, to be able to adapt to the pace and to the bounce, and that's what you want. You want these World Cups. You want teams to come into foreign conditions, obviously have to adapt, maybe struggle at times, and just like um, other teams did in Dubai, you know, they struggled with the slowness and the turn of the wickets and having to bat first or bat second under lights, the advantages. So I think that's just the great thing about having the World Cups in different venues. There's just different tendencies that you just have to embrace. Yeah, I've loved seeing it. I, I mean, I was almost a little bit of a shiver down the spine when I saw first slip in the India-South Africa game, standing almost bloody outside the circle. That, that put the, the heebie-jeebies up me, that's for sure, to be thinking that's how far back you've got to be. But I've loved seeing the, the different ways that teams have gone about it. I love seeing the different conditions as well. And, and you finished up your career as a, I'm going to say, T20 specialist. What does it actually take, though, to be a good T20 bowler? Because there's some incredible bowlers around the place. I mean, I'm going to name someone like a, a Pat Cummins who, who seems to have clocked every other format but hasn't quite cracked the code of T20 bowling. So so what is it that makes a good T20 bowler? Um, I think straight away is the mindset of, of knowing what situation you're in. I guess um, for me, that was probably... Um, for me, it was probably my skill, I think, was actually knowing that how to get out of situations with not necessarily reverting back to what was the traditional sort of delivery. You know, for someone like Pat, traditional delivery is hitting the top of off or hitting a hard length, whereas that's obviously what a few batters want. So being able to say, right, this is the situation I'm in. You know, I've gone for six off, you know, I've gone for a six off my first ball or a four off my first ball. How do I get the batter down to the other end, get them off strike, and how do I build pressure on the other batter? Actually about knowing that you're just trying to take those small wins, I guess, Frankie, knowing that when you're on the pump, What's your delivery that you're only going to go for one? And that which batter, like, depending on which batter that is, what delivery is that you have to bowl to go for one in that situation? I think that's the key um, about just about T20 bowling. I mean, with Wellington, we weren't, I wouldn't say we were the most aggressive bowling lineup. It might have come across like that, but I think we were smart and probably we used defence as a form of attack by just trying to, I guess, minimise batters' boundaries and getting them ones and twos. And doing that and having control of where they hit the ball, that's the that's the hardest thing as a T20 bowler. But if you can get your grasp on that and getting the batters hitting the ball where you want them to hit it, then you're, you're controlling the game. And, and how the how do the Black Caps go about trying to keep this dominant English lineup quiet? They they have been quiet so far this tournament. They haven't put a lot of runs on the board. I mean, Butler scores of 18 and 0. Hales is the only one on the top four with a strike rate over 100. Milan's in there. Ben Stokes scores of 6 and 2 coming back into the side. They've got Moen Alley, Livingston in that middle order as well. Strike rates of 145 and 130. But we've barely seen them. So what is it that this Black Cap side need to do to continue this poor run for England? I think they need to attack first up with the ball, try and obviously get some slips in. I've been bowled, obviously bowled a couple of slips. 
Um, and then same as Southie, if any bowls those right-handers, just trying to get those genuine dismissals going. Um, then after that, I guess it's just trying to minimise those strong areas where, they, where the English can score, trying to build pressure through ones, through a few dots, and just trying to build run rate pressure, really. I know it sounds sort of pretty um, generic, but you need to take the chances when you can. I think that's the, the biggest thing I've seen of T20 over here. We were fortunate enough to go to the WBBL the other night for a few for a few games and talk to a few Australian players and that. It's just about, for me, T20 is about when a new batter comes to the crease, how can you put pressure on them for one, two or three balls, create three dots or they score one off three or have a slip or bring someone up and be brave and actually make the batter take a chance or make them believe there's something else going more, something else going on more than there actually is. But the thing is about that attacking of those first one to two balls, especially through the middle. If Sodi takes a wicket, get that point into, into slip for, for the end of the over. Try and create something out of nothing. That's how you stop batting batters getting going and teams building big um, totals. Yeah, I like it. I'm sure that's music to the ears of Bolt and Southey as well, that they can have slips, they can be attacking, that they can go out there and, and swing the ball and, and just back their core skills like that. But it, it all seems like it's going pretty well for this black cap side. But are there any concerns that you've got leading into this game and, and possibly semis and finals from there? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing England win tonight, so Australia don't qualify. That'll make my day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, no, not really. I think every team's had issues, Frank, to be honest, with the weather or being pretty cooked. A lot of teams were cooked coming into this tournament. They had a big volume of cricket coming into it, so they've probably been happy with a bit of the rain. Um, I think the teams will settle down once the semi-finals have been, um, well, the top of the four teams that get through the semi-final stage. I think just mentally they'll settle down a lot, knowing that they're through to the next phase. I think there's just a lot of anxiety around at the moment, to be honest. Just not, you know not knowing what's happening, is it going to rain? Um, you know, all the Aussie fans, and I'm sure the Aussie players as well, I've seen a few of them today, uh, they're all Kiwi fans, as I mentioned earlier, and they're probably a little bit anxious watching the game, just relying on other people's results. So I think once the yeah the semi-final spots are sorted out, I think all the teams will just relax a bit and we'll probably see some, um, we'll probably see some more carefree cricket. Yeah, it has it has had a bit of a disjointed, anxious, stressful feel to it. I think, uh, especially both both of the groups are pretty even in, in that you've actually got to do some serious work to get through them and get to that semi final stage. But you know, someone like uh, it gets talked about a lot in the media. A uh, Kane Williamson, he hasn't had a score. Uh, he hasn't probably looked as at his most fluent. Is he the kind of guy that gets caught up in that, or or is Kane just all about batting and and just trusts that it'll it'll come right when it needs to? I don't think Kane would have read a press article for, for years or listened to anything for years. So um, I think, I mean, look at what he did the final last year. Kane's someone that um, he obviously leads very well, leads the team, and, and he'll know, like, you know, he'll, he'll play the innings when he has to and when it's right, when the timing's right. So we've just got to keep back in the skipper. He's done it well in the past. He's done it for so many years. Um, you know, he's, you know, when it's all said and done, he's going to be our greatest ever, probably better and probably player. And well, probably second best player after after Sir Richard, and he's going to be the guy that led us through the golden era. So I think we're just going to have faith in the uh, in in our skipper. Yeah, not wrong with that at all, right? Hamish, just before I let you go, what are your predictions for tonight? Are we going high scoring? Are you backing the bowlers to continue to dominate? Are the Wellington lads teeing off. What have you got on the cards for us tonight? Um, without seeing the conditions, Frank, I'm probably going to go for. 
I reckon maybe something similar to the Aussie game, maybe around that 170, 180-ish mark with a little bit of both, I reckon, a little bit of dominating the ball. And then at the end, with depending on the boundary sizes of where the wicket's at, there can be some short ends in the gabba, um, maybe a little bit of flurry towards the end. Oh, love to hear it. Look, we'll let you go now. Thanks so much for, for having a chat with us tonight. Look, with, with whatever the result is tonight, you can't really lose. If New Zealand win, you get to lord it over everyone that they're through to the semi-finals. And uh, if the English get up and win, then you get to lord it over the Aussies that they're going home anyway. That's perfect. And then I can get on to the Aussies, but I've got to make sure they qualify in the top four so they're actually at the next World Cup. <laughs> uh, very true. Well, you might be a braver man than me to bring that up uh, in a room full of Aussies, but uh, good luck with that, and thanks very much for your time, Hamish. No, cheers, Frankie. All the best. Cheers. That was former Black Caps fast bowler Hamish Bennett giving us all the inside word ahead of the Black Caps taking on England.